Yudchet Tevet, Tavshinayin Zayin, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. The great Yonatan Razel, Hatov, that's a composition of the late, great Ben Sion Schenker of, um, of world renown, of great fame, passed away um, over a month ago, I think, by now, I would say. And um, his songs have been covered by so many Jewish musicians around the world and have become part of part of the Jewish soundtrack, if you will, throughout um, throughout uh, countries uh, wherever Jews live. 
My name is Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're here every Monday, immediately following JM and the AM. We are live, which means in the Eastern Zone, it is uh, a little after 9 a.m. And in Israel, a little after 4 p.m. That's when we're on the air. And we are thanking you all for joining us and making us a part of your day and a part of your uh, week because you can listen to us not only live, you can listen to us whenever you want via the archives on the great Nachum Siegel Network app or online at nachumsiegel.com. Click on archives, go to the Israel Show, and uh, you can find four years, I believe, worth of programming right there. We have a great show lined up. A major scandal. I I don't even know how this scandal will affect the future of Israel. Seriously, it it, it is an earthquake that is sending shockwaves throughout the country as the media is finally being held to account. You know the media always says we're we're not we're not um, we're not saying anything slanted. We're not tilting the news. We're just holding up a mirror to the society, and people see what they see, what they are. Well, now I would dare say for the first time in a brilliant wow, what a move that was! Almost a Mossad-like move. Benjamin Netanyahu has created a situation where the mirror is being held up to the media, and now they have to answer for what they see in the mirror and how it has it has come to be known that the emperor has little or no clothes. And we'll tell you all about that, all about what happened, all about the secret recordings between newspaper publisher and Prime Minister about the writers, the journalists that are now scrambling. It is a fascinating story. We'll also share with you a little bit about the life of Mayor Banai. What a special person passed away at the young age of 55. A loss to Israel, a loss to Israeli culture, a loss to the Jewish people. We'll tell you a little bit about him and his family. And we'll play uh, some of his music, which we've played many times before. This one is um, not his original song. It's a, The word cover, when I say it's a cover of, some people have complained that I don't explain that, so I will now. That means when an artist does the song of a different artist and gives it his own, his own little um, twist or his own little... Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? His A taste of the way he would see this song. His flavor. That's a cover. So this is a cover that Meir Banai did of Shalom Lechadodi or Shalom Lebendodi, which uh, many of us know from the great Joe Amar. So here it is. Shalom Lebendodi. This is off his album Shmakoli. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Shalom lecha dodi Hatzach ve'ha'admon Shalom lecha me'eh Ratat kemorimon Shalom lecha Thank you. 
the late great Mayor Banai, with his interpretation. That was the word I was looking for. Thank you to the listener who wrote in. With his interpretation of uh, the classic Shalom Lechadodi, or Shalom Lebendodi, as uh, many of us know, it will bring you more music from Mayor Banai and from other members of the Banai family as well, and we'll tell you about their history. But first, we must discuss the the scandal that is rocking Israel. I, I, and I mean rocking Israel. You know why? Because it involves the media. And whenever the media is involved in itself, meaning they have to look at themselves and confront their wrongdoings, it becomes a very, very interesting situation. You know, as, as, a, as a background, I would say, Israelis are so used to political scandals. It, it's, it's usually hard to get worked up about another scandal. But this one is different. This is really an earthquake. See, political scandals, what are they usually about, right? It's probably one of, two th- one of three things. It's about money. It's about sex, or it's about power. Israel has all of them. Right now, as we speak, a former prime minister, Ehud Olmert, sits in prison over monetary misconduct, bribery. The former president of Israel, Moshe Katsav, just got out of prison having served five years of a seven-year term for sexual misconduct. And the former chief rabbi of Israel, Metzger, just cut a plea deal in which he will serve some prison time over a major money scandal as well. You know, the joke in Israel is, you know how you're in a big ceremony and and the president is there and the prime minister is there and other dignitaries. And when the ceremony ends, the announcer, the MC, would usually say, everybody please remain seated until the president and the prime minister leave. So the joke is that in the Israeli prison dining room, <laughs> there's a big sign that says, everybody please remain seated until the president and the prime minister leave. Ayana Galechta, as they say in Yiddish. Now, the scandal du jour is about power. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I gotta tell you, I'm not sure which of, of these are worse. Or maybe they're all evil to the same degree. I think we all, I don't know if we all, but many of us would agree that every news report that we read, every news report that we hear or see, comes with an agenda. The reporter, the editor, has an agenda and is going to block stories that differ with their agenda and is going to promote reports that that promote his agenda. 
If you want an example from the United States, read Cheryl Atkinson's book. Um, can't remember the name right now, but if you just do a search on um, Cheryl Atkinson in uh, an Amazon or Google, whatever, she has one book out so far, and um, that's the one. And she documents how when she was a major correspondent at CBS News, television news, she was uh, an investigative reporter, how when she started revealing misconduct in the Obama administration, she was very quickly made to understand that we don't do that here. That's the way the media works. If you believe everything you read and everything you see and don't realize that there's agenda, you're in trouble because you're getting a totally skewed view of the world. And we also know that most of the media, most, is tilted to the left, which is why President Barack Obama got such an easy ride on his way into the presidency, and people on the right did not. Anyway, there is no such a thing as objectivity in these things. You want facts, you want objectivity, go study science, go to study math. No one can dispute 2 plus 2 is 4. But there's no such thing as objectivity in news or in history, for that matter. People think, oh, I'm reading a history of the Middle East, and this is, an, this is a fair history. Recently, a friend of mine saw a video, one of the many, many videos on YouTube, explaining the situation in the Middle East. And he said, you notice, he doesn't, and he's not as well-versed in the Middle East uh, situation, the Arab-Israeli situation. He said, oh, this, this video looks like it's even-handed. It's fair. It's a fair video. And I take a look at it, and after about, I don't know, 20 seconds, I say, this is so not a fair video. This is so slanted toward the Arab side. Why, but why, but why? And I just showed him one after another, different terms that are used, different, different uh, um, words that are left out, different specific facts that are sort of just not exactly true and so forth and so on. There is no objectivity in history. There is no objectivity in the news. But the only question is how, two, two questions I should say. What motivates your subjectivity? Are you motivated by ideology in which case, one might say, okay, that's not so bad. That maybe a person wants to have a newspaper in order to influence the public, to use the newspaper to influence the public, and the public knows. The public understands that what they're reading has an agenda and an ideological, it takes an ideological stand which the publisher, the owner, want to convey to the public. In the, look, in the early history of, uh, of Israel, before the declaration of the state and after the declaration of the state for a few decades, every, most of the newspapers, most of the newspapers were political papers. They were actually owned by political parties. There was Davar, and there was Alamishmar, and there was Hatsofeh, and all the and and Chirut, all these belonged to political parties, and they were there to give the ideology of the party. And and they were they controlled the media. Davar for a very which was which was the labor movement, controlled the media in Israel for the longest time. And ultimately all all of the party newspapers except one might argue Hatsofeh, which somehow is, I don't even know exactly what's going on over there, but it has some life to it. But they're all gone. But that was a genre. I don't think people would say, ah, that's not a newspaper. It was a newspaper with an ideological bend. But if your bend is not about ideology, but it's basically, <laughs> it's about money then I think you've left the realm of journalism. 
And if it's a combination of money and power, then you surely left the realm of journalism. And then again, the question is, how far from the truth are you ready to, to, um, to go? So these are the questions that Israelis and people around the world every day face. You know, of course, in, in communist countries and dictatorships, the media is totally controlled by the government and the people hear only what the government wants them to hear. In Israel, which is a democracy, the people have freedom of press and should be able to hear whatever they want to hear, whatever they're ready to buy by the power of the, of the purse. So now we get to the scandal. Israel's largest newspaper, by far, Yidiota Chronot, which over the years actually went from a much lower place in the ranking to be number one by far, meaning over 75% of the market, of newspaper market, was controlled by Yidiota Chronot, and it became a, a major conglomerate. It owns the most popular news website in Israel, Ynet. It owns a publishing house. It owns uh, um, a, a set of local newspapers that are published, regional newspapers. And uh, it is a powerhouse that belongs to the Moses family. That's the name of the family. And the current, and this is, goes back for two generations, the current Moses that is in charge, his name is Arnon, but everybody knows him by his nickname as Nuni. And Nuni Moses is a bitter enemy of Bibi Netanyahu. And we'll take a break now for some music, and we'll continue telling you about Bibi and Nuni. <laughs> it sounds like a fight in a kindergarten, but it's far from it. Here's something new. Not from the Banais, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, came out recently. Hatikva Sheish. Name of the album is Hakol Od Lefanai, and the name of the song is Mashuhu Naim Lanishama. Something comforting for the soul, meaning music, which is comforting for the soul. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Shemachadashotbo, <laughs> I'm gonna 
my new favorite new song <laughs> I don't like the general concept the general concept of the song is that things are so bad that we need something to um, you know something pleasant for the soul and what is pleasant for the soul it's music so the assumption is that the situation in Israel is not good it's terrible and all these terrible things happening and uh, so we need this music to uh, quiet our soul. But the truth is the things in Israel, with all the scandals and everything said, are not bad at all compared to uh, almost any other country in the world. The pizmon, the refrain, is simli eze arik, kacha lehiraga. Put on a song of arik, arik Einstein, obviously, in order to calm down. Tenli lehaniach et let me put my head down for a minute. Simli eze zohar, Lerega Biktana, Zohar, referring to Zohar Argov. Mashuhu na'im la neshama, something that will be pleasant for my neshama. Simli eze meir, shot shel tikva. Meir, I'm assuming, is Meir Ariel. Pizmon echad na'im im ktsat mangina. Tenli lahaniach et arosh daka. Very cool. Tikva, ha-tikva shesh is the name of the a group, name of the album is Hakol od lefanai. And... Um, that entire album is now in our collection, and we'll share parts of it with you as we go along um, during the months ahead. We're uh, sharing with you the goings-on in Israel, the latest scandal, which is the newspaper Yediot Achronot versus Prime Minister Netanyahu. We're giving you the history. So now Yediot Achronot is the number one newspaper by far, and they're in a, a constant battle with Benjamin Netanyahu. Netanyahu is their enemy on their enemy list. On the other hand, they have people that are on their friends list. And that's one of the amazing things here. They have a blacklist and a whitelist. It becomes very, very obvious at, at this point that that's what was going on. And that from the publisher down, the word would go out as to who is on the good list and who is on the bad list, who gets positive coverage, who gets more coverage, who gets pictures of them put in the paper with the story, who doesn't. Now, a a tiny bit of this actually came out about two years ago, I think, when it was disclosed that Shai Piron... Rabbi Shai Piron, I should say, who was the Minister of Education at the time, actually paid from the budget of the Ministry of Education, paid Yidiyot Achronot, to give positive coverage to different programs that the Ministry of Education was sponsoring. Well, that's just pay-for-play. That, that's just bribery. And if the newspaper would say, this is an ad... That's okay, every newspaper, well, I shouldn't say every newspaper, many newspapers do it, too many. But if it's just put in as a news item, and there's no way that anybody could possibly know that there was money exchanged, then then what is it? It's not a newspaper. It's like one of those uh, freebies that they give out, which is, uh, you know that you're reading editorial that came from the advertisers. 
And so there's this big fight brewing between Bibi Netanyahu and Nuni Moses, the publisher of Idiot. And here is where the story really begins to develop. An American Jewish billionaire by the name of Sheldon Adelson. You might have heard the name. He uh, is a big casino mogul in Las Vegas, an elderly gentleman who is extremely politically active on the right. In America, he supports Republican candidates. They stand on line. They did uh, two years ago when they were running. The Republicans had their um, primaries. They stand on line to get his monetary support. And he's a tremendous supporter of right-wing causes in Israel. And is a very good friend of Benjamin Netanyahu. So, someone had the great idea. Why doesn't Mr. Adelson start his own newspaper? And have positive stories, positive reports about Benjamin Netanyahu. Because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And that's what they did. Sheldon Adelson personally funded a newspaper. It's called Yisrael Hayom. If you live in Israel, you, you know for sure what Yisrael Hayom is. And for those of you who visit on occasion, you'll see it. It looks like very similar to, to what like Idiot looks like, or Mariv, which is barely, barely alive Mariv at this point. The genius of the whole plan was, the genius was that Yisrael Hayom will be given out for free. They took some of the best writers and reporters from other newspapers, they hired them away, big-name journalists, and produced a really good paper. i got to tell you, I've, I've read it on occasion, I read it online. It's a very good paper. Now, if I have a choice of picking up a paper for free, or paying for Yediot Achronot, for most people, the choice is obvious. Unless you're a real news junkie, in which case you'd take both. And Yediot Achronot started to panic because their sales numbers went down, 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 and their advertising numbers went down, 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 because advertisers said, why should I advertise in Yediot? I'll advertise in Yisrael Hayom, that is reaching a, a much broader section of the population. And you can imagine, imagine Nuni Moses, the publisher of Yediot Chonot, who has a monopoly, pretty much, on the media in Israel. It's, it's the newspaper, it's the Ynet website, it's the uh, book publishing... It's, uh, it's the local regional newspapers. He, he, he's, he's huge. He controls the media in Israel. And he knows it. And he uses it to his advantage for power. And Knesset members and ministers and prime ministers know they got to be friends with Nuni. And if Nuni picks up the phone, they need to take care of him so that they'll get positive coverage. And they saw how Ehud Olmert got not so bad coverage as he was sent out to jail. Or Arik Sharon, who was, who was carefully gift-wrapped so that nothing should happen to him in Yediot Achronot. He now is petrified. He sees his power slipping through his fingers as Yisrael Hayom is taking over and threatens him. What can he do? How does he get out of this? We'll continue after the next song. Mayor Banai, Zichonoli Vracha, was uh, buried this past Friday. His family are sitting Shiva. His sister Orna Banai, many of you know from uh, the uh, Israeli comedy show Eretz Nehederet and others. His brother, Evyatar Banai, also a Choser B'Tshuva, and a very popular singer, and his parents from Beersheva. We send them all our condolences. This is uh, off of the album Shmakoli. 
And it's Kel Nora Alila, Mayor Banai. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. with Kel Nora Alila, which in the Sephardic world is a piyut that is sung during the Ne'ila services on Yom Kippur. It was written in uh, around the year, let's say, 1040, something like that, long, a long time ago, by the Paitan, by the poet, Rabbi Moshe Ibn Ezra, not to be confused with Rabbi Avraham Ibn Ezra, a different, a different person, a poet as well. Um, and that was off of the album Shmakoli. 
And my name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Israel Shalom Danachim Siegel Network. So we're uh, going to continue the, the saga of Yediot Achronot and uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, a, a scandal that broke in Israel last week and is uh, turning a lot of heads, to say the least. So we now have the situation where Yediot Achronot is losing readership. It is losing its power base. It's losing advertisement to Yisrael Hayom, which is a newspaper funded totally by a billion. It's losing money. Yisrael Hayom is losing money hand over fist. But it doesn't matter because Sheldon Adelson is in the newspaper business not for money, but for ideology. Remember, that's what we said at the beginning, that some people are in the newspaper business for ideology or power. That's Sheldon Adelson, and he's a billionaire, and he's got a lot of money that he can <laughs> devote and lose in this newspaper. And he's giving it out for free, and it's catching on. And as this happens, the Moses family, the owners of Yidiot, are getting very petrified. So they come up with a great idea. This, this, this could be a movie, by the way. This, this could be like a mafia movie. Let's shut down Yisrael Hayom. Well, how are you going to shut it down? We're going to shut it down by passing a law that makes it illegal to give away a newspaper for free. Do you get this? The, the beacon of freedom of speech, the protectors of the freedoms, the newspaper, Yidiot Chronot. well... It wasn't really them. It was people acting on their behalf without anyone knowing who was behind it. So Yediora Chronot basically was pushing Knesset members by giving them very positive reportage and using the newspaper to their advantage in order to get them to sponsor a bill that would make it illegal to give out a newspaper for free. Can you imagine? Well, their, their claim is that it's a newspaper that has an ideological bend and is really a party paper, the newspaper of a certain party, the Likud party. And by giving it out for free, it's a, I don't know, there's a whole legalistic thing around it that they, that they wove specifically in order to shut down this newspaper. By the way, it's the, it, it, it's the same knights in shining armor of freedom of speech that shut down by law Arutz Sheva because they didn't like that they were right wing. So this, this mafia started working big time to kill off to kill off Israel Hayom. We don't like you. If you go against us, we'll shut you down. There won't be a Israel Hayom on the newsstands next week. <laughs> yeah, that's what it that's what it turned into. Well, here's what happened in this continuing rivalry. Benjamin Netanyahu seeing that the way things are now, that law might pass and he will lose his power base, decided to call for elections. And now people, a lot of people suspected that. I think that now he himself admitted it, if not people close to him have admitted it, that the last elections were Benjamin Netanyahu's way of stopping the vote and the passage of the law which would shut down Israel Hayom. And Netanyahu won, and he won in such a way that he's safe. Israel Hayom is safe. There's not enough votes to oppose it. But it turns out that Netanyahu was concerned before the elections. Maybe he wouldn't win. 
And so when this controversy is going on, it seems that it was he who initiated a set of meetings between him and Nuni Moses, the publisher of Yidiyot Achronot. That means, so it seems, Benjamin Netanyahu said to Mr. Moses, why don't you come to my house, to the Prime Minister's house, and we'll, we'll meet together and, and let's see what we can do. Netanyahu realizing that he has cards to play here. Unbeknownst to Moses, and in an ingenious move by Netanyahu, Netanyahu had two, not one, two tape recorders going during these meetings, just in case one failed. They say he's paranoid, by the way. And now, the police started an investigation of the prime minister supposedly that he was accepting bribes from Yediyot Achronot, but what turns out in, in the biggest shock of late in Israel is that Nuni Moses was sitting with him and bargaining what, how they work it out that Yediyot Achronot will now become the darling Prime Minister Netanyahu will become the darling of Yediyot Achronot and will only get positive coverage. And in return, Netanyahu will use his influence to shut down Yisrael Hayom or at least to cut back on its publication. Imagine this. The head of a media conglomerate sits with the Prime Minister of a democratic country and between them they are working out a deal of, uh, of uh, what, what territory you control and what territory I control. It is the mafia. It's the Sicilian mafia. Oh, my. You want some of the quotes? Now, they don't have the actual audio of these, um, of these meetings, but they do have quotes that are being leaked, leaked very carefully in little bits and pieces. It's amazing how smart whoever is behind this is. And uh, my hunch is that it is Netanyahu's camp that is leaking these. They're leaking quotes probably out of context, but they are damning to Yediyot Achronot. And the and the journalists of Yidiyot Achronot, some of which are the biggest names in Israel, Nahum Barnea, by far one of the leading journalists in Israel, he's winner of the Israel Prize, had to put out an entire article last week in which he sort of tries to cover for his boss and for himself and for his newspaper. It's hard. It's hard to be in a newspaper and claim that you are for freedom of speech and ultimately find out that you're in a mafia. Moses says to Netanyahu, Azov, Don't worry about other things. We need to make sure that you're Rosh Memshala, that you're going to win and become Prime Minister. Amarti l'chal, simchatcha, I've said this to you before. You're nuts enough to want to be the prime minister, so so gesunte hate. And then <coughs> Moses says, Ten yimani, give me a, a journalist who has right wing views. I've been telling this you, to you for a while. He says, Tomorrow morning I'll have somebody write, <coughs> writing uh, articles that favor you and favor the right wing. I'm trying to, show, trying to show you some goodwill. And then, then Netanyahu actually goes one by one discussing different journalists and idiot who are constantly attacking him and how and trying to understand how 
the publisher is going to get them to stop attacking him. And the publisher says, well, I'm not going to be able to because they're too independent and so forth and so on. But those big writers, he says, I can't do. But trust me, says the publisher of Yiri Yorachonot, there'll be an earthquake here. We'll have to be very careful how we do it. How suddenly, how will it look if suddenly this newspaper that is constantly attacking the prime minister and the administration will suddenly become pro? So it has to be done slowly. It's, there's a scheme, do you understand? There's, there's scheming how a newspaper in order to get its readership up for money and power, is willing to totally twist itself around to make a U-turn and suddenly be big supporters of Netanyahu to the extent that he says, we have to make you prime minister. In another quote, he says, if we get this deal done, you can be in this position for as long as you want. Think, think of, the, of the hubris of that statement. Like he controls everything. Wow. Okay, so of course we, we ran out of time, as usual. We'll, uh, we'll keep following this story. It's just... I, I have to wrap it up by saying that the, the, the sanctimonious media who claim that they, they are the watchdog of democracy, that they are above reproach, who've attacked their enemies like Prime Minister Netanyahu and covered for their friends like Ariel Sharon, Zichon Olivercha, and Ehud Olmert, who see themselves as the fifth estate having power to influence and control public opinion, we now see they are nothing more than peddlers who, when the going gets tough, are willing and eager to sell their souls to the devil. Actually, to the highest paying devil, I should say. We're going to close out with, uh, well, with another Mayor Banai song. That would be appropriate. And uh, this one is called Sha'ar HaRachamim, a famous song of Meir Banai's. Um, next week, we'll keep up. There's surely going to be more news on this Yidiyot Achronot Bibi Netanyahu situation. And we will keep you updated. And uh, hopefully we'll have some time to talk about Meir Banai, which we didn't have uh, enough today. We'll close off with, like we said, Shahar Achamim, yes, one of the um, favorite songs, one of the most popular songs of, of Mayor Banai Zichonoli Vracha. Um, on our Facebook page, a little later on, we will post the links to all the music we played during the show today, except the Godfather theme. And uh, we'll post links to uh, specific articles that we might have spoken about, to a biography of Mayor Banai and so forth. Um, and... We do so each and every week. Also, the um, the uh, archive of the show will be up very soon afterwards, after the show, and uh, you can hear it via the Nachum Siegel Network app, so stay tuned for that. Our Facebook page, please like the posts and like the page, and if you have liked the page already, please tell your friends who haven't to do so because uh, it is important and very helpful to us in the Facebook world. Um, thank you, as we say every week. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, an hour of great Jewish music, followed by an encore presentation of Headlines with David Lichtenstein, and then the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday... Immediately following JM in the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.
Thank you. 